One, two. All right. One, two, two. How how do we get that started? Okay, on the count of three, we count to three. <laughs> okay. Amazing stuff. We're absolutely so smart. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Ugly Versions of Ourselves, where we talk movies, TV shows, games, and potentially other topics that we have yet to figure out. <laughs> my name is Devin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Vali. Uh, what's up? I really wonder what those topics that we haven't figured out yet are going to be. I mean, what else is there? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe we start talking about gardening or something. I don't know. Nice. <laughs> I think today is the the thing that we uh, started talking about from the first episode on, right? I was going to say the exact same thing, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, finally we've gone ahead and seen the D&D film. Correct. Dungeons and Dragons Among Honored. <laughs> I can't among get that honor. right. Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Honor among thieves. <laughs> right. The Oh, there's too many properties with honor in it and yeah. thieves in it. And <laughs> Dishonored among thieves, uncharted. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> thieves without honor, huh? <laughs> so first, non-spoilers, I guess, is a summary of this. Yep, you summarize it. You've seen it way closer to this uh, than me. I've seen it last Sunday, and this we're recording this on my Friday... Mm -hmm. Well, your Friday too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we have a lovely cast of likable characters going on a an actual kind of D&D &D quest. Uh -huh. And it very much felt like that, in my opinion. It definitely did. Did not, I guess, really dip into spoilers too much. They fight an evil wizard as this evil wizard has some evil plans and they just go kind of on a item quest hunt for a little bit just to build up to this epic finale slash heist. Yeah, it's a heist, yeah. And, yeah. I, I don't know really how to talk about non-spoilers. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard doing this without spoilers, right? Um. So, yeah, well, there's this group of... of uh, I guess thieves among them is the main and uh, main protagonist I guess he's the center of the group that's Chris Pine's character who's called Ed Edgen Darvis you you could okay I that's I respect that I I could only uh remember Simon <laughs> no I could only remember Ed not his full name and Simon yes uh Holga which is played by mm -hmm. Michelle Rodriguez uh and who else is there Sophie, sophia lillis as doric the tiefling girl yeah yeah and then we have justice smith as simon something something <laughs> uh yeah and for a little bit uh also you grant you grant oh my god i'm so bad i can't let's okay you grant who who uh is seen throughout the whole movie but not uh mm -hmm. constantly in the group i guess and for a little bit we see uh, also a paladin character i don't know the actor actually but my friend who i was going to cinema with was thirsting over him he's a good looking dude <laughs> <laughs> the guy who played zank or zinc oh that's his name right zank well the, the, not the actor but <laughs> yeah of course yeah 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 the the paladin i was like that that character i i loved it was so funny oh man I, 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 we'll have to just cut this off here where we're just saying like do you like it or now and then we'll go to spoilers because talking non-spoilers is so yeah. restricting <laughs> it's so hard <laughs> next time we need to know we need some notes for non-spoiler talk i guess um yeah did you like it what did you think about it i thought it was a lot of fun yeah, same for me. It felt 
super like uh, a dnd campaign i imagined every time they did an action they 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 have some combat or whatever i imagined there being me or somebody else rolling the dice uh rolling mm -hmm. a d20 or whatever to see how well it succeeded and it, it's like it always they, they they figured out this thing that we like make could make this connection you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah i think it kind of also stems from it goes into funny moments mm -hmm. and it goes into serious moments too right and that's like i mean i've everybody plays D&D differently but this far most of the campaigns I've ever played in or led ended up having that mix of both where you're doing character stuff and you're trying to have it be a little bit more serious yeah right yeah but then inevitably stuff just gets kind of funny regardless yeah, of what kind of the of situation friends. is yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah and, and even in the most dangerous situations and here too they get into these fights and battles and at points it's serious and they're like oh, okay we're struggling we're fighting and then it's kind of funny yeah i think silly silliness happens i think they um transported that feeling of of a dnd campaign very well with this movie mm -hmm. also from going around traveling to different spots mm -hmm. um really having a quest feel and also getting into situations where they're trying to problem solve and stuff yeah <laughs> exactly so yeah i liked it very yeah. much um i thought it was very funny i laughed a lot in the cinema mm -hmm. um the cgi wasn't the best ever there were some yeah things that looked not necessarily bad but it looked like it had some like it, it was almost like uh you know valheim has its ps1 look to it it almost looks like the effects were a little bit goofy on purpose. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get what you mean. I mentioned that as well after we we had seen it. Is it just a, a few points? It just seemed slightly off, or didn't seem as high quality as in points as yeah others. But for the most, like it didn't really bother me. It was just slightly noticeable in some shots. Yeah, me neither. But, it it kind of suited the in in air quotes trashy feel of it a little bit because it it had that aesthetic a little a little bit mm. but yeah, so yeah. <laughs> on to spoilers on to spoilers yay <laughs> finally i can breathe yeah I can, I can say things it's so hard it's so restrictive you're right um but yeah so the film starts off with chris pine's character and Michelle Rodriguez's character, Holga and Edgin, trying to get out of prison. Yep. And a nice it, icy tower prison. I like that very much. Mm -hmm. So, like, maybe we need to say this first. We, we've been playing D&D together, but mm -hmm. um, I don't think we ever actually played a D&D campaign. Like, you know what I mean? It's not, we, we haven't played Minds of Fandelver or whatever those are called. Nope. A D&D story, which is probably, we, we could have, I mean, I, I, I recognize Neverwinter from other media, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like the name and stuff and, and Baldur's Gate, obviously, and stuff. But um, having never played an actual D&D story campaign, I think... I didn't get all the references. I probably there's a lot of people who went like, "Oh shit, it's that prison that we've been to uh, as mm -hmm. well." You know what I mean? The other thing is too, I guess, if you're reading the books as a DM as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, I always learned more obviously reading as a DM through the actual books than playing a game because you tend to forget the names of places and stuff. I think a little bit more often. Also. Just for anybody listening and wondering why we're not playing any of those campaigns is because we're also playing in the Warhammer universe. So different kind places. Disorder. Yeah. Well, in terms of locations and, yeah. and, and such. Yeah. But yeah, they break out of prison. A really funny scene of them trying to get appealed. I could totally uh, see a camp like us doing this. Like, mm -hmm. devise this plan. Okay, this character... <laughs> <laughs> the jury has has wings 
Yeah. So he, he's got to, like, save us at the window and stuff. But oh, it, dude, it, it's so funny when he's like, oh, because <laughs> he's, he's telling these jurors, you know, his story and trying to get out early, right? Yeah. And if he gets denied, he has to be in there for another two or 20 or, or whatever before, or, you know, before he gets <laughs> another trial. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, because the one juror is not there. He's like, oh. I think he would really like this story. Like, I, can we <laughs> yes. wait for him? And they're like, no, just go on. I could see myself rolling performance checks and <laughs> being like, I really need this person to listen to my story. And they're not like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they're like, but you got appealed. It's, it's, yeah, you, you, but... got, you got out. <laughs> oh, yeah, really funny. Edgin, Chris Pine's character. He, of course, is trying to get back to his daughter and make up for him being kind of a bad parent mm -hmm. as he got caught in their last heist trying to get this tablet of... It's not a, a tablet of resurrection. It's a, it's a uh, tablet of change. Reawakening, I think they say. Yes, exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Because his wife uh, got murdered by some red wizards and... He tried to get that tablet so he can revive her or bring her back. Yep, the iPad and, of resurrection. Yeah, the iPad of resurrection. <laughs> and he teams up with a few different people to, for this heist that uh, landed him in prison. Uh, one of which we then come to find out once he gets out of prison is Hugh Grant's character, Forge, who yep. so, so suddenly... He's rolled a lot of natural 20s to <laughs> yes. get himself into a position of absolute power. Of He's like the, the governor of... Or, the Lord of Neverwinter, I guess. Yeah, exactly. He's kind of poisoned Chris Pine's daughter's character, Kira, against him. Yep. That was the only scene I thought was slightly awkward feeling at first, where he, you know, he comes in and he's, you know, he misses his daughter, but his daughter's kind of like, she's not super receptive. And you're like, hmm, like, is she that mad at him for, you know, being gone for two years? Oh, you mean when Edgin comes back? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then she doesn't really want to give him a hug or anything. She, she hugs her kind of adoptive mother yeah who, surrogate uh, mother Holga. yeah yeah surrogate mother and um they're sitting there having tea that's way too hot yeah that i think that's the one of the jokes that didn't really land for me i didn't get that why why is he talking about this tea so much i know I, he says it like <laughs> three four five times i was like am i not getting something yeah is this supposed to be really funny it yeah. was kind of funny when when she put the finger into it yeah she makes it like an icy finger and sticks it into the tea and he's like oh i didn't realize you were gonna stick your finger in it yeah that was funny <laughs> that was the funniest bit from it yeah but it was weird that they went on with it but whatever <laughs> but he talks about you know i'm sorry i was going to get this tablet of what was it <laughs> Re uh, reawakening <laughs> yeah the tablet of reawakening that uh, ipad and forge is like oh no you went after the tablet of wealth tablet of riches yeah yeah and, and edgen is immediately like huh but his daughter doesn't immediately put two and two together of like oh you know that was kind of a genuine reaction of like confusion you know yeah like what like, I didn't go after any wealth tablet. I specifically went after one to revive your mom or slash my wife. Like, huh? But she immediately believes Forge. I guess she's just still upset at her dad, so. Yeah, and I guess I guess a little bit indoctrinated since two years. Yeah. Spending time with only him. I guess it, it felt slightly awkward. It, it did. Me, it but... did. I agree. But it didn't, like, hurt the overall thing for me. It was just weird a little bit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> then Forge tries to has him, have him executed. And also one person that kind of got Holga and Chris Pine, or Chris Pine, Edgin caught <laughs> in their previous heist was... What's her name? I forget. He, the Red Wizard girl so, in disguise. Sophie, Sophie, it's Sofina. Sofina, right? right? That's right. Yeah. Played by Daisy Head. Are you looking this up? 
Yeah, I just I just brought it up since we since we, I was like, okay, I, I don't know the entire cast. <laughs> yeah, I thought you you don't know that actress. <laughs> no, I I think I know her from something else, but I I couldn't remember. Whatever. One hundred percent. Most of these people are in a few other things, but yeah. So she betrays him. Surprise, surprise. She's a a red wizard as well. But that's revealed a little bit later. Yep. Yeah, then they get cast out or they were going to get executed and then it becomes building up of a team and getting items to save his daughter. Yeah, they're getting uh they're getting Simon, I think, first. Yeah, they pick up Simon, uh who's their their wizard friend. Then they end up also getting Doric, who's a tiefling. Tiefling druid. Yeah. Yeah. And she can tra- she's the wild uh, wild shape, so she mm-hmm. can transform into, for example, an owl bear, which was very very cool seeing an owl bear in a movie. That I th- I don't think look, I'm maybe when some other friends who know the D and D rules better than I do listen back to this, <laughs> they'll complain about it. But I don't think you can transform into an owl bear, uh, per the actual like shape shifting kind of powers. Why not? If you've seen one, I don't think it counts as one. It's like a <laughs> monster. It's, it's like a thing. It's a creature that you can transform into. Are we gonna? I'm are we gonna wrong. debate this? <laughs> I mean, we could also just look it up. <laughs> are you looking it up? Yep, I'm looking it up. Is it true or isn't it? The, I mean, the 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 headline says the D and D movie has already inspired a full overhaul of the one of one D and D class. A new rule would simplify druids, and yes, you could turn into an owlbear. <laughs> so I guess you couldn't, but now you can. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I mean, it's not like people haven't done that already, right? Yeah, probably. I I mean, D&D's up for interpretation anyways. You play the game however you bloody please. Yeah. So Yeah, so we have uh, these four dorks going uh, to get a helmet. That allows them to essentially unlock or like get past this magical seal to a vault where they want to steal all the money from or all the riches from the city. And yeah, they yep. go on a fun quest of trying to get that helmet yeah. first and foremost. And so, so they need to find where it even is, where it even is. Mm-hmm. So I think the next stop is at. Holga's ex's house. <laughs> is that true? Is that right? Yeah. Which is very funny. It's Bradley Cooper as a halfling. Th- that was the one effect I also thought was kind of weird was the halflings. They were like normally proportioned, but just really small people. I think that's what they look like, isn't it? Well, I don't know. Are they supposed to be like hobbits or? Yeah. At least uh, uh, well, uh, as far as I'm concerned, they've there were always hobbits <laughs> okay not just there. just small people because i mean there was dwarves in the film as well and they were short but stocky and looked more like the dwarves that you think of but the halflings were just oh yeah normally true. proportioned but just shrunken down <laughs> i just thought it was funny that this like big barbarian character uh, Michelle Rodriguez's character is mm-hmm. into halflings, which mm-hmm. is later confirmed again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then his new girlfriend shows up, which is even a bigger, like, uh, she's probably ha- half giant, or what is she? I don't know. She's even bigger, I think. Yes, Park Goliath or something. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. But then we get one of the best scenes from the film is when they have, they have to go to this graveyard where they are they have this uh spell to talk with corpses yeah they get to ask them five questions i'm that was oh man that was so funny i'm a little mad that they put this in the trailer which you couldn't escape here i i i've seen this trailer several several times because it just Mm. was displayed before youtube videos or whatever but the, the joke still hit and they did it multiple times so it was even funnier Oh, I didn't even know this scene was in there. I only saw like that's good. That's the supercut trailer. So I think that's the lucky. best. That's that's the best how you could get into it. That I mean, it's so it's so like, but, but that's the whole thing. I 
you know that makes this feel like a D campaign because like, exactly talking with the dead and stuff like that seems like such a cool power and like so mystical right and it could be played very seriously <laughs> yeah. in another movie yeah. but as in an actual campaign when you're playing with your friends it ends up being like actually this is kind of interesting this guy died you know a thousand years ago or whatever let's ask him some some stuff right and then you know what's funny too is they go from corpse to corpse in this uh for anybody who hasn't seen it and they have like get dribbles of information but then they end up having to ask another corpse and another yeah. corpse and another one and the one with where they they're like oh you have to you have to ask this one guy i gave him the helm his name was ven and they're like okay they dig him up and he, and the guy's like oh i died before the battle and he slipped by the bathtub yeah. so freaking funny yeah that's yeah <laughs> I, I the first one is the funniest for me because they didn't know the 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 rules and it's like <laughs> you only answer uh or what does he say only uh he's like don't answer answer stuff uh unless i ask you okay okay, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh but when they also get the information they need out of a specific corpse he just walks away and he's like oh don't you want to like ask him a few more questions so we can go back to rest and he's like uh so what's your favorite food or whatever yeah and where he's like oh what's two plus two i'm bad at math and then he just <laughs> dies again yeah. <laughs> um yeah and the, the last corpse who says uh they uh, he gave he gave it to uh what are they called a thane thane they don't even believe him <laughs> like at first yeah. but uh, no very funny moment i mean uh they end up joining this or having this thane joining the team as well yep and they sorry i need to like we need to go a little bit deeper into this because okay as you <laughs> know as the dm of our campaign i play a mm -hmm. paladin mm -hmm. and this guy it was so funny to me how i play a paladin but it's so different because i i'm still like trying to be funny and, sh and stuff <laughs> this guy is so it's such a cliche character and oh my god he doesn't understand jokes or anything and he's like super serious and they he's rescuing a little kid kitten baby what is that a feline species like a, a, a tabaxi are they called that okay from a fish's mouth and it's like, oh, he's the, oh my God, he's such a hero. And yeah, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> it's like the the campaign of four people who just started mm -hmm. playing. And then uh, a fifth player joins them who is an experienced player with a, a fleshed out uh, character who is much higher level than them. Oh, for me, it, he didn't feel like a player at all. To me, he felt like the an NPC character that the DM created to guide the campaign a little bit and That's to give true. them like a stronger ally because he doesn't take any of their shit. And like, as if like the DM was a little bit tired of them them screwing <laughs> around. It's like okay, we're gonna get this back on track. So we yeah. have this one character. It's so funny. He's like, oh, he's good looking. He's super powerful. He's the <laughs> nicest guy. He had a sad backstory, but he's still really good. And now he's going to lead this quest for you guys a little bit. And then they um, end up going into the Underdark to go get the helm. And then it's so funny. It's like they get into a fight against uh, some assassins and he <laughs> fights them and they do absolutely nothing and they just watch him fight yeah. and then they get resurrected so it didn't matter so they just end up running away anyways <laughs> yeah then they get chased by a really chubby boy a really chubby dragon yeah. damn boy he thick <laughs> that's a thick ass dragon when she's like that's one putty dragon and he's then <laughs> water slides down the down the hill yeah he can't even walk he rolls oh. that was oh I didn't think, I didn't, uh, to be honest, I didn't think, if you told me beforehand, like, oh, then there's the chubby dragon and it's really funny, I would have been like, what are you talking about? A fat dragon isn't funny. But it was. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, because he was still dangerous, right? Yeah. The, there was still a the, real threat to it. I love the crackling, popping thing that he did with his mouth because he couldn't spit fire somehow. Well, he still ignited stuff. It was like the gas and then the flame shot out. Yeah, it was like something's... But it was like something's missing, right? It, yeah, it felt like there was some kind of delay or something that he couldn't breathe fire as he would be able to at one point because the he's just kind of worming himself around and sliding across the <laughs> yeah the rock surface at one point he starts rolling and Bryn was like that's even worse because he started building up momentum and he was really fast <laughs> that way yes <laughs> oh yeah. but, and she was also losing it when they were climbing the platforms and the dragon is trying to jump up and you see him flapping his wings but he can't He's too fat. He can't actually make it up to the platforms. Yeah. Super funny. Very much so. Yeah, they try to escape and they uh, reach a, a dead end, I guess. Yep. And have to do some quick problem solving, which is very reminiscent of, of D&D again. Like super, have, this, have this, this solution you have to come up with in a quick time and the room fills with water. It's, uh, yeah. Do you remember the last room that you were in that was... Yeah, I remember. <laughs> it, it gave me some, it gave me some, uh, flashbacks to that, exactly. <laughs> but that, the scene that follows kind of right after is when they're on the beach mm -hmm. and the Thane leaves the group. I thought that was where it really kind of made it concrete for me that this is an NPC character that the <laughs> DM is using to guide them because they end up like, because he's going to leave the group and they're like, oh, you can't leave. You're really smart. You're better strategist than us. You're uh, the best fighter. <laughs> you have really good ideas and stuff. And it's like, that's totally the DM. It's the players goofing around and not sure what to do. Yeah, and then he walks away in a straight line. <laughs> yeah, and they're they're like, oh, there he goes. He's just he's just walking away. He's just leaving. <laughs> Is he gonna walk around the stone? Nope. He's gonna walk over over it. Uh so funny. Um, yeah, and then uh, Simon tries to attune to the helm of whatever they the even, helm of dysfunction. They even misname it once. Yeah, 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 yeah. They say that. Yeah, the helm, of, uh, the helm of dysfunction, which is really funny, because that's that's what would happen, definitely. I thought it was kind of cool that they included actual D and D stuff, right? Right, rather than just relating to stuff in name only, mm -hmm. where they're like, "Oh, this is this city, and this is this place." It's like, okay, cool, but if you take like older D and D films, and by the way, we should watch those as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I thought that too. The, the the funny one, I I just saw clips of a guy yelling. They're really bad, but they're really funny. I but heard with so. this one, what's you know what ties it into being more D and D like, also using not only the locations but the monsters, you know, in it, multiple different monsters. Yeah, and then... the mechanics as well. For example, attuning mm -hmm. and stuff. So yep. so Simon tries to attune to the helmet and is greeted by his great grandfather or whatever, mm -hmm. or great great or how many greats, and uh, apparently Omar is uh, is a fa like this guy that shows up is is a original D and D character like this great okay. sorcerer that you can interact with in the it was one of the original D and D campaigns. Where he's this mm -hmm. super powerful wizard, sorcerer guy, I don't know. And uh, you can have him as a mentor or whatever. So okay. he's, he's like, that's the connection that actually exists. And he prevents him from attuning to the helmet, or rather yep. himself. He himself uh, prevents him because he lacks the confidence of, of, of uh, actually being able to do it. Is that is mm -hmm. that something I remember you talking about this in the past? Is that something that uh is important in D and D? Standing up to yourself? No, <laughs> I mean, they say that like it's it's mentioned earlier in the movie as well, where Ed is like, you need to be confident or you need to be uh 
yeah, you need to be confident in the ability that you can do it mm -hmm. or in your ability to do something that it so so it works. You know or what with I mean? attuning in the regular rules. For example, or it's not even about attuning, it's about everything, I think. that Especially with magic, they said that. I mean, I guess it depends on like how you want to use the rules exactly. Um, okay. Because if you have like attunement to, or you're trying to attune to a magical item, it, it, it can take time. If the DM has a specific thing in mind, you know, for you to only be able to use it under certain circumstances, mm -hmm. but I, it really depends. I think, but I think for the normal rules, it's time. Okay. You have to just spend time with the item. And in your downtime uh, moments, you would say, hey, I want to attune to this item. And then it's your character kind of trying to figure out how to use it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they uh, come up with a plan B because he's unable to actually attune to the item, to the helm mm -hmm. of this function. Yeah. Uh, this junction is... It. Yeah, that, that's actually it. That's yeah. the actual name of it. And... Oh, we didn't. They mention come up with the, a really the, cool one. The, yeah, the the portal gun. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was very funny. It was like I saw that first blue portal that the the that what is it the branch or whatever shoots mm -hmm. or a hither thither, what is it called? I don't know. Yes, I saw that first blue portal and was like, "Are you gonna make the second one orange?" <laughs> but it was blue as well. But yeah, they use hither thither as a means to they want to use it as a means of getting into the vault yeah uh, they come up with a brilliant plan of putting a portal on a piece of treasure that's going to go into the vault yeah and that scene was a lot of fun and it felt unique in that sense because you know absolutely it's, it's a heist but it's with magical items and it's used creatively and that's it was fun and interesting at the same time watching it because they they portal gun this big framed picture. Yeah. And they with uh they use ancient glue. <laughs> yes. To stick it to the other side of the of a carriage and then they bang out the like the boards of the carriage to then get in and then move the actual picture frame into the carriage and then close the uh, carriage again and then have the druid fly out as a fly but the whole scene of because the frame lets go and then it starts sliding across the the ground and then simon reaches through and grabs uh, uh you know yeah a hold of <laughs> and, <the whole> Doric, <laughs> and he's just and he's just hanging out of the picture frame but he's also laying in the field with his legs dangling yeah and whole guy <laughs> looks like she's trying to, to pose a body Exactly. And the guards are like, huh? What, what's going on there? Yeah. So they, they can get the frame into there or the picture into there. And mm -hmm. uh, they, of course, go to a tavern and uh, have a room there. Yep. And, and unluckily for them, the frame that they put the portal on, yeah. whoever the guard is that puts it in, does a bad job because it falls over and it faces the ground. <laughs> That was that, that's uh, something I, I felt like that's something you would do. You would roll just a picture frame, stand up, <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's below ten. I know, and I can exactly see your facial expression of absolute annoyance. Yes. This <laughs> epic plan that you came up with has gone completely sideways. Yep. So they go to plan C, which is plan A. <laughs> yes and they start making their way into the castle or into the keep edgin is trying to get his daughter and everybody else is trying to get into the vault that's right or both both holga and simon try to get in uh, with plan c whilst doric takes a knife to the ground and starts chipping away at it so she can slip through as a worm yep to the other side so that's the whole thing is it's, it's it's creative use of the tools that are available, right? And that's uh, that's D and D as well. It's like you have these magical abilities and these magical items and such, use them in some fun and creative way, right? Yeah, that's what they're here for. So, yeah, Dork ends up in the actual uh, vault 
Well, it's not. Well, it's the vault where the stuff where the stuff is underneath the arena. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but the other ones go into the actual vault, which which is empty. Mm -hmm. and, and then they uh, get grabbed by Ed, some tentacly. Yeah, Ed is deceived by Sofina posing as his daughter. I like it where he's like, "Oh, I don't want to see you die." When Forge walks in and 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 Edgin is being held by. Sophina's weird <laughs> tentacle grip thing, and he's like, "I don't want to see you die, so I'm gonna leave the room." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he convinces Forge to put them in the arena so they can at least still fight for their lives, even though it, you know it's pretty much pointless because even earlier we hear when Edgin was a kid, that's when they held like the last Hunger Games in Neverwinter's, <laughs> and nobody won. Yeah, nobody won. I thought the arena scene was. Very cool. Uh, gotta have an arena fight in there. I mean, it's sort of, it sort of always happens some, some, somewhere. Somehow. Somehow. <laughs> yeah. And it's also a good moment where they threw a few different monsters in, mm -hmm. just from D and D lore. I mean, we get the Displacer Beast. Displ oh, that's the this. name. Yeah, that was very cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, that creature. Because mm -hmm. it's it's an actual D and D creature, right? It's from the monster manual, and that's what's so cool as well. Rather than just being like, oh, we'll just invent our own troll the monster that's you know kind of just generic and doesn't you know could be from anywhere. It's like no, we'll take an actual an actual monster from the D and D manual. And what's cool too with this one is. Like the displacer beast, specifically in its description, it says that it doesn't just hunt for food; it also hunts for sport. Like it has fun hunting. Oh, okay. So it makes perfect sense to put a monster like that into an arena where you're trying to have it kill, you know, all the contestants essentially because it likes killing. Yep. And then creative use of like the gelatinous cube to get out of the arena, but it's so funny. There's that one moment where that one guy is running past, I think, Holga and Doric, and it's like, get out of my way, and then just slips into a gelatinous cube, and it just gets stuck in there. Later yeah. on, we see him, like, two minutes later, and he's just a skeleton. <laughs> I watched a review, mm -hmm. and it mentioned that the one of the other groups that was in the arena yeah. was the cast, or not the cast, but it was the characters of... The animated series from the eighties, D and D animated series from the eighties. I knew they looked familiar. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? I've seen. I I've just seen footage in that uh, in that review that they that they showed. It must have been really interesting. <laughs> it's like an eighties cartoon. Yeah. Well, because what was funny is I also thought like these guys look kind of more old fantasy fantastical. Exactly. Kind of yeah. It's like. Uh, Tights and green overalls and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they uh, use the gelatinous cube to go underneath the arena and they discover, oh, you uh, Grant, <laughs> Forge, wants to mm -hmm. steal all the treasure and GTFO with mm -hmm. Ed's daughter while he leaves the city to Sofina. Mm -hmm. And also we didn't mention her evil plan, but she has some magical horn yeah that's <laughs> it's her favorite horn I, uh, oh sorry i need to go uh, back a little bit uh we forgot to talk about that uh they go in to recon and use wild shape right oh yes and that was a really good scene yes and the scene before that even she's in this dark <laughs> room with the with the guy in the corner with the 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 ghost of whoever that old red wizard with mm -hmm. the fucked up face that was yeah, so Voldemort. Ugh. Yeah, he looked very nasty. <laughs> <laughs> so uh she goes in there as a fly and well, Dork Dork goes in as a fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dork goes in as a fly. That moment when Sophina notices there's a wild shape and then points and screams, I almost fell out of my seat. It was wasn't scary, but it was like just such a jump scare. Yeah, it had some weird spook to it as well. Yeah, because she was like... Uh. Sabina's like, everybody shut up, essentially. And <laughs> yeah. she's like looking around and then feels her presence, right? Yeah, pointing and, and screaming. And then 
Doric escapes the city using all sorts of different like animals to get through certain situations as a mouse. It was really funny when she's the mouse and goes into the armor and then transforms back into a person and just fills out the armor. Yep. And then the guy runs up behind her and knocks her head off, but she's already transformed back into a mouse. <laughs> and yeah. by the end, to get out of the city, she turns into a deer. <laughs> yeah, which they said would be useful. For. <laughs> um, I like it where Edgin's like, she only turned into a deer at the very end, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Holga. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's because Holga said, "Oh, she can turn into a deer." <laughs> and Dad is like, "Yeah, so she can blend it with all the other deer in the city." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So back to the final. Yeah, back to Forge trying to steal the ship. He's loaded it with all the gold from the city because he's he's a bad man. Bad man. Yep. And uh, they nick it, and they want to get out of there with. Ed's daughter, everything mm -hmm. works fine. Yeah, they they're they're rich. He got his daughter back, and they're sailing off to sea. They even and have that's the tablet. Where the movie ends. Yeah, exactly. But uh oh, Safina can now do her evil plan. She blew her favorite horn. Yep. Now... That was so like weird. That red smoke is 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 pretty scary. Yeah, and then creatively they get all the people out of the arena. So Safina's on top of the arena. Um, using this magical artifact to have these tendrils come down from the sky and yeah. blow red mist everywhere that turns everybody uh, undead. But to get out the main crowd out of the arena, they put a portal on an air balloon and put a portal in the middle of the hull of the ship or like in the... Yeah, where the gold is stored and the yeah, riches. Exactly. It's so funny and then... You hear somebody in the crowd like, look, it's it's the gift that Forge promised. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and they all run out and go get the the gold. And Ed therefore fulfills his uh promise of giving back the riches to the people. Mm hmm They head back to the city to fight Sofina and it's it's a pretty good fight. Yeah, they it, even it's... have a little Avengers moment mm -hmm. where they all simultaneously attack. Yeah, exactly. Just like when they smack the crap out of Thanos, they smack the crap out of her as well. There's also creative use of the different magical abilities that people have. Yeah. And then Dork fights as an owlbear. Uh, it's, it's, it's a fun fight scene. And it's creatively done. When he, the, the one part, uh, Simon gets tossed through the air. And then to not land on the hard rock floor he yeah, catches he himself with a rock hand with a rock <laughs> hand right yeah i thought that was funny too i guess those i guess those hands are are uh D &D, uh magic somehow is that like do you know the actual no i know there's a spell called mage hand but it's not yeah but that's, that's not, not that. that yeah that was pretty funny yeah, and she used misty step i think or whatever that is where she just teleports about Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, poor Holga gets stabbed by the bad one of the bad blades. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. wait. the The final, oh. the final thingy is she uses her time, uh, time oh, stopping yeah. magic, <laughs> and of course he has the helmet of disjunction, <laughs> helmet of dysfunction, mm -hmm. and uh, stops that. But everybody pretends to be stopped by the uh, by the time spell. No, he, he does. He have the helmet on. I don't think he has the helmet. Oh, is it? Oh, he does it. He stops Cause, it cause otherwise. He, yeah, he he's able to stop it by himself because because he gets the helmet taken away from him. I think, I, or maybe I'm mistaken. I don't remember him using the helmet in that. Yeah, scene. yeah, yeah. Right. See, somehow he stops it, and everybody pretends and rolls perfect twenties on their performance checks. What I actually what was really funny is. So Sofina uses that ability, this time bubble that expands and freezes people just in place, and they get captured that way in their first heist, right? Yeah. yeah. And then this one, like you said, they pretend like they're getting stopped, but 
before that's revealed they're just all kind of standing still and i saw chris pine slightly moving and i was in for a moment i was like oh that effect looked better the first time they did it <laughs> oh i didn't pay that much attention to it that's cool because Bryn noticed it as well and she was like huh but i <laughs> thought like oh the effect doesn't look as good <laughs> That's cool. Uh, yeah, and they defeat her that way. Mm -hmm. They get a magical suppressant cuff on her, and then Dark proceeds to just Hulk smash Sofina into the ground. Yes, it was very, just... it was very reminiscent of uh, Puny God. Yeah, but it's so funny of just picking her up and just just smacking her into the ground. Just pick up, tunk, 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 tunk. <laughs> yeah. And then for for extra good measure, throws her against like a wall. She <laughs> falls down like five meters onto the st stone floor, and then a piece of rock breaks off the house and falls on top of her. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, there's an emotional moment where, as you said, Holga is stabbed and is about to die, and she can't be healed mm -hmm. because the red wizard uh, blade is somehow unstoppable. And... Uh, because Ed recognizes that her his daughter needs her as a mom more than he needs his needs his wife, because mm -hmm. she essentially didn't know her daughter. Yeah, or the daughter didn't know her her actual mom at all because she died when she was like. That's still what I, that's a, what a I meant, but I couldn't word yeah. it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> you're good. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she resurrect or he resurrects Holga instead and. He's mad because and she's like, "Why did you do that? Yeah, why did you waste it on me?" Yeah, and um, yeah, that's the movie. The I only think. unfortunate part, I guess, of that is is very predictable. That was going to happen. So the emotional moment was completely lost on me. That's, like I had no reaction true. to it because it was true. like, I mean, even Bryn was whispered to me as like, "Oh, he's going to use this to hit the iPad," and I was like, "Yeah," and it's like, okay let this moment happen i guess but hopefully it doesn't go on i guess for too long because i already know the outcome of this yeah 100 percent. it's fine i guess it, it, i mean see what i thought the whole movie was gonna happen huh was that he was gonna like like that the item ha has a catch the, oh the tablet of resurrection reawakening has a catch and he was gonna yeah. reawaken his wife but she was gonna be a zombie or whatever, like mm -hmm. like it happens in all the other instances I can't think of right now, where somebody reawakens somebody. So there's a catch, yep. and he has to like let go of her and whatever. But and he has to kill her because she turns into a zombie. Yeah, for example, <laughs> that would that would have been a little dark, but yeah, yeah. But but I like it because it's an item that would actually be useful in a D and D campaign, and you actually would need to use it you know what i mean mm -hmm. if the the character player uh failed his three death death saves and somebody of the group had that you would absolutely mm -hmm. use it and it would absolutely work mm -hmm. does it remind you of all the kind of single use or a few use items i give you yes definitely <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i i think <laughs> items that work only a few times or one off are more interesting because it's like well you have to use them in specific moments right yeah and then those moments feel more um successful because it's like this was a one-time use but i used it properly right yeah they could have done that with the hither thither thingy as well where like adding this this uh, this thing of oh we only have one instance of two portals left at the end Mm -hmm. or whatever well i mean it, it it didn't really need it for for that it was like okay you know they just they're just gonna use it if, if they want to get rid of it if they make an, a sequel to this and they don't want them to have a teleportation thing they're just gonna have them break it or lose it or something yeah so it's fine but yeah overall really fun film i thoroughly enjoyed it definitely I, this is definitely something i would recommend to people to go watch in the movie theater now what was funny in my movie theater uh -huh. is they forgot to turn off the lights. Oh, what? For the first, like, three, four minutes. Oh, okay. The film started playing, and Bryn and I were both looking at each other like, "Is it, are they going to darken the room? Because <laughs> we were looking up at the lights, and they're still full blast. We were like, this kind of sucks. 
<laughs> somebody get out and say uh, like yeah some him. two two very kind people left their seats and headed out and a minute later the lights went off okay they didn't get dimmed they just went instantly off <laughs> okay somebody definitely forgot to turn them off yeah that would have been a pretty shitty experience almost like having almost like having no 3d glasses remember <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ooh. and then ooh. we have like god knows how many at your house or at my place at yep. the time yep every time we forget those damn glasses <laughs> so um what i like um uh, what i didn't say before mm. yes it, it is a little bit into detail now that we've actually concluded but whatever um, yeah, yeah, yeah simon's fails were so funny to me <laughs> i can remember a few one of them is him opening or, or being at the grave and trying yeah. to resurrect the guy the first time and then his, slipping yeah, his hand through the thing. I was like, <laughs> he so rolled a one on that. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, and as you step down into the grave, you fall and your hand lands into, into the torso of the dead guy. <laughs> <laughs> and the other time, I think it happened multiple times, but the other time I remember is the performance of the... Of Ed's thingy, the Bart thingy that they do to distract the guards at the end. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And his his foot gets stuck into in the ground. Oh, it's so funny when when he's like, that "You're ruining so my song." <laughs> yeah. and he starts like bloating in weird ways. Yeah, the, the, the hologram. <laughs> <laughs> at the end, it sounded like he was saying like "fuck" over and over again. <laughs> yes, there was a few kids in the audience, but I was like, "Do they?" Are they interpreting it this way as well, or no? I don't think that's... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it adds some it adds some very funny, memorable moments. And I'm definitely going to watch this at some point again. Yeah, I think we should together. Mm -hmm. Also, it made me want to play a, an actual D&D campaign. Like a, a campaign in the D&D world. Sure. <laughs> we can do that. I need to, as you know, I've uh, wanted to play with some other friends as well. Mm -hmm. And I need to maybe buy uh, one of the books to actually get into it as a DM as, a DM as well. Mm -hmm. I've never done it. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Yes. When are you writing the campaign for me to uh, play? Pass. Next question. Pass. Great. <laughs> Um, some fun bits of trivia here I have for you. Some oh, trivia. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is the fourth D and D film, and by far the best. <laughs> the fourth. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I thought there was only one other one. There's three other D and D like officially licensed oh, films that have come okay. out. Yeah, and they're all terrible. Okay. The most popular one is the one from 1997, right? That's uh. That's the one I think I saw footage in that re review. Jeremy Irons is in one of them, and he's he's definitely phoning it in. <laughs> yeah, I think I think. Uh, Ooh, yeah. what else? There, they try to get the Monty Python cast to play the roles of the corpses. Ah, oh, but that would have been great. That would have been really, really funny. I would have thoroughly enjoyed that, but unfortunately, that fell that fell through. And something that you definitely didn't know, so this film, Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves, is actually based on a board game called Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, damn. Made by Wizards of the Coast, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> Very interesting, right? <laughs> Do you consider D&D a board game? Because people have asked me and they was like, it's a board game? No, it's not a board game, it doesn't have a board. <laughs> It's well, a I guess a, it depends on who paper. you play with. I always say pen and paper. Yeah, I'm, but I mean, for when I explain it to people who have never played it before, I just call it a board game because you sit around a table, probably, and you're playing a game that's not a video game. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to love this piece of trivia. <laughs> One of the corpses is actually voice acted by Jeffrey Pierce, who plays Tommy in the Last of Us video game? <laughs> no, 
Really? No, that's not true. No, okay. it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually voiced by the giraffe. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> no, from um, Canada. Yeah, Canadian sounding giraffe. So, um, <laughs> no, in the German version, which I didn't watch, obviously, I watched the original, but uh, I'm gonna need to watch the German version as well because a, a famous YouTube slash streamer from Germany mm -hmm. also plays... One of the dead bodies. No, that's not true. Uh, the mayor. But I don't know who the mayor is. Great. <laughs> yeah, you can leave that out. <laughs> no, I'm definitely putting it in. <laughs> that was so stupid. Um, Whatever. Okay, yeah, the, so, uh, okay. They had a budget of 150. I think opening weekend they made like 70 to 80. Okay. You think there's going to so, be a sequel? I think it's open for that. I mean, I'd be down with seeing these characters again. Me too. Because they they're open enough to get into all sorts of kind of shenanigans, right? Yeah. I would love to see some, like, uh, additions, different classes, and whatever. Mm -hmm. Most likely, in a sequel, we would probably get another character that joins the group, you know, that yeah. is a different class. Yeah. What, what's kind of funny is, as a bard, like Chris Pine is... Mm -hmm. He doesn't really have or use any magical attacks or anything that they normally would have. Do barrel bars have magical attacks? Well, they kind of have like magical stuff too. But okay. he in this in the film, he's just a dude who comes up with plans. Yeah, he's like a and, rogue bard crossover or something. Yeah, he uses his loot as a as a whacking tool. Yeah, I like how. Dork points out as well. It's like, okay, so once you've come up with a plan, yeah, what <laughs> how use... are you useful? Yeah, yeah, how are you useful? I'm so when the original plan, if it <laughs> fails, I come up with a different plan. So you make plans that fail. Yeah. <laughs> also, 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 uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sank uses detect good and evil in the Undercroft. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna go somewhere with it. <laughs> no, he, he he suddenly is like, huh? I I detect some evil or whatever, and then the sorcerer or the assassin guys are. I I love that in in media when it, it almost looked like he was actually smelling them first. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I detect evil, and then they turn around and they're like ten meters away. It's like, dude, yeah. <laughs> I I could have detected them by just standing there and be like, "Yo, there's some people walking over here, some a few bald dudes." Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's it. Yep, that's it. Did you want to go over a little bit of news, or is there something you want to talk about? I guess not super important now. <laughs> The movie. I guess there were some uh, movie trailers. Uh, we got a Barbie trailer. I'm not sure what that movie is really about. I'm kind of confused after watching it. Did you have to? Did you, have you watched the trailer? Yes. Did I watch I it did. right now? And we talk about it because I haven't seen it. I mean, well, we can talk about it next time. I'm okay. sure there'll be more trailers next time. Um, one hour Barbie talk. Yes. We'll oh, review I, that film too. I and haven't then... seen any teasers or trailers for that. I just, I, I've just seen this ominous photo of uh, uh, Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie in skates on the beach, mm -hmm. and that's it. Other trailers: Spooderman Two, Spooderverse. Haven't seen it. Ay ay I think I'm gonna stop watching trailers <laughs> because they spoil so much. I've I've been trying to hold off on that. I think there's also a, a new Star Wars series trailer that was coming out for Ahsoka, which I'm also not gonna watch. There's an Invasion Wars trailer for Marvel yep. TV. TV have watched it? Then we have Blue Beetle. Yep, haven't watched it. Also, <laughs> I don't know if I'm interested. It's looks weird but yeah just and see photos extraction 2 with thor yep Ugh, okay. I, I, <laughs> is that a good movie it's, it's like chris hemsworth's john wick essentially oh it's okay his, yeah it's it's just his generic action movie where he gets to be a badass and, well john wick is a bit but, more than that i think 
I've, uh, by the way, I've seen the fourth one. Uh, Haven't watched it. Two weeks ago. <laughs> it's very good, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I still want to go see it. But, well, I mean, Bryn and I enjoyed the first extraction. It's it's fun. It's, you know, seeing Chris Hemsworth beat the ever-living crap out of people. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he kicks some people's legs out underneath them and they go absolutely flying. It, it, it's fun. It's okay. not like it's a story Netflix, where you're right? like, oh yeah, it's on Netflix. I guess spoilers for the first film. Do you care about it or no? No. He gets shot God knows how many times at the end of the first film. And uh-huh. they play it up as like, okay, he's dying. He fulfilled his like mission of getting this boy out of the city. And then he falls off a bridge into some murky, dirty water. And at the very end, the, the boy swims out of like a, a pool like a few months later or something and then mm. you see a figure that's blurred in the background standing and watching him and it's like oh maybe he's come back but Brit, both Bryn and I were like he got shot numerous times and fell into <laughs> a goddamn river with open gunshot wounds you're telling me that he falls unconscious from blood loss into a river and then somehow manages to survive okay what in 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 like 50 meters away is the extraction helicopter with military personnel like if you would have had him get grabbed by them i would be like okay that's far more believable that they could have still saved him right because well one of them could be a medic well maybe he was at this moment he fell into the river he became worthy called upon mjolnir and had the powers of thor for a little bit and then he put the hammer down Is, is this what is this what Thor is doing when we don't see him? That's what he's doing for funsies. He just cut his hair really short and was like, okay, I'm going to pretend to be Australian. And Oh, does he <laughs> have his Aussie accent? I have, I don't yes. think I've ever seen a movie with Chris Hemsworth having his original accent. Yeah, this is what he actually gets to be Australian in this. Sweet. <laughs> but yep, that's... So he can concentrate was... on flexing his muscles. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> That that was the D and D film. Everybody go watch it. Probably it's good. Yep, it's good. Recommend. Yeah, well, thank you everybody for listening to this episode or for listening to any prior episodes of Ugly Versions of Ourselves, where we try and talk about movies, TV shows, video games, and potentially gardening, one of Vali's favorite hobbies. And yeah, appreciate you. Yep. Bye. Bye. Ciao.